0: Hello and welcome back to Retromancer Episode 6. I'm Steve.
1: Wait, wait. I'm Steve Nathan. What are you talking about?
0: You're right. I'm just kidding. I'm not Steve. But we do, ha- test? we do have something new and exciting for everyone. <laughs> All right, so I got us intro music, Steve. Well, no, actually you did it and then I edited it. So, it was it was a joint It was a joint effort. I hope everyone is into that. It it was the best we could find. All right, Steve. This is the episode where we finally talk about Standard. Worlds is 1 month away, and we have some exciting things that just happened.
1: Yeah, so last Monday, I believe, they dropped a new Standard ban list. Oh man, that's spicy. All
0: right, so here's what I want you to
1: do. I want
0: you to tell me the cards one at a time.
1: So, uh, Nathan, this uh, ban list was pretty exciting because not only did they ban cards, but they also banned, unbanned quite a few. Okay. The runner card that was banned, there only was one. And I think it's a favorite of yours, 419. Oh, man. That is, that is very spicy.
0: Like so they- that. Uh, so, 419's been a pretty big deal for a long time. Um, I haven't really played Standard for a really long time. I just know he's just kind of been, like, a pillar of the game. Uh, and they've kind of been trying to figure out how to deal with his whole package. Uh, of basically his whole exposed package, plus credit denial, plus Aomakua, um being, like, it's the same old problem of, like, AI breakers. Ah... They're not strong enough. They're too strong. They're not strong enough. They're too strong. Credit denial. Ah, How do we balance? Um, So they did mention that they weren't banning him because he's overpowered. They're just banning him because they want some variety. So uh, either way, that's really spicy to me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's, uh, you were around, right? I I think I was gone before he had uh, been printed by FFG. So it's been years, right? Since he's been like the top. Kind of dog of the criminal faction, and probably all the runners.
0: Yeah, I mean, it feels like it's been like two years, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm just everything feels like an eternity. <laughs> Long ago. Yeah. Oh,
1: no. Uh, oh, no. Well, it's those,
0: those games where you're clicking for three credits over and over again.
1: Yep. And then it looks like the first runner card that was unbanned was Encore. Okay, so that's a
0: a shaper card that's like a. Run three times, take another turn,
1: yeah, you run all the central service it looks like
0: I don't know, I don't know what their motivation could be behind unbanning that, particularly, although I don't i don't I wasn't really noticing why I was banned in the first place, so that's kind of that one's kind of beyond me.
1: It could be maybe some degenerate shaper deck where oh, or you could splash it, oh
0: yes, okay, do you remember those decks where they basically do nothing all game and then they use hyperdriver. Um, plus DDoS plus uh, that one card that bounces the ice and then they just bounce all your ice and your R&D back into your hand take four turns and run your R&D like five, uh, four turns in a row I think that deck was called Diaper Di- Di- Hyper, it's a mix of Hyper plus DDoS
1: Wow and I think I was around right when I just remember some of our old friends playing that against me maybe once yeah, or twice back, back when uh, it was like
0: just becoming a thing before everyone like figured it out. Yeah, uh, and so I guess I guess the idea was that that is kind of one of those things where it like really just kind of sits right on the edge of of being NPE, and so they that's probably why they banned Encore originally.
1: And I kind of wonder if it's the idea is you probably try to play a deck that you can get an extra click or two, and then you apocalypse them. And then you play Encore, so that way they have nothing, oh. and then you have wow. maybe a round or two of just You're broke, but they're totally exposed.
0: Maybe maybe the idea is, is that uh if they're if they're kind of balancing the game around apocalypse already, uh then effects like this are already kind of getting some heat, so it's not as big of a deal.
1: Yeah. And plus i think it's three or four influence so it's probably something that only shapers can run anyway or hack in multiples i think i've i've
0: made the mistake of believing that at least once in my life (laughs) what else do we got uh the next one is mad dash
1: the Mm -hmm. run event
0: okay so this one was a big big deal so i used to be in love with the card notoriety run three central servers play this and it's worth an agenda a single agenda point and um these effects are just really fundamentally good because so many corp decks are geared around winning when the runner is at six points uh so either a lot of three pointers or a lot of two pointers plus global food initiative um so being able to get that extra point in there on your terms Also, just, like, the idea of the the points existing at all, kind of theoretically increasing the agenda density, um, puts a lot of heat on the corpse. So that was a really powerful card. And I think the reason it originally got banned was because the idea is is you you play the card as a run event, and if you steal, then it's worth an additional point. But if you fail, it goes in your discard pile, and you take a meat damage. So the idea is, is that... Or maybe it gets removed. I don't remember, but anyways, it's like you gotta know you're about to get an agenda, um, for that extra value, and that's awesome for like remote servers. But it combos super well with anything that puts agendas in archives, like yeah. Imp, so uh, imp especially, yeah. or, uh, or imp Keyhole. stargate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's pretty. Final... That's pretty exciting. That's definitely a big hit on corpse. I think uh or at least on a lot of corp strategies it's a it's a really big card for runners to get back so that's that's very spicy
1: all right what else uh the final card that was um uh, unbanned for runners was pad tap oh my gosh
0: i can't believe this pad tap that is spicy indeed so <sighs> pad tap is like one of those low-key um credit denial cards um, or like you know just uh, just tempo denial cards it basically basically gets you money passively unless the corp pays to deal with it so the first time the corp gains credits through a card ability each turn you also gain one credit but the corp can pay three credits and a click to trash this Um, and it costs zero to install so super cool you're gaining momentum off the corp but it fits so well into these like denial decks where like you 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 drain the corp of credits and then um, when they try to build themselves back up by playing cards that get the money, you are also gaining money. Uh, and so they can either try to like, since it triggers once per turn, you can try to do it all at once, uh, but that leaves you more vulnerable to siphons or d- diversion of funds. Um, so this was a really powerful card with 419, who is an ID that also denies you credits. Um, and when you just stack all these effects together, it was beast. So um, I'm a little surprised they brought it back. But considering that they banned 419, um, that makes sense. It's a cool card. Uh, I, I you know it's probably fine if 419 is gone.
1: And it's one influence, so it can't be splashed in pretty much anyone.
0: Well, and then like people were comboing it with like freaking you know uh, f- like Fall Guys or y- y- uh, that y- uh, Wireless Net Pavilion or whatever, and it it was nasty, man. Oh jeez, Trash Pad Tap. No, maybe it doesn't combo. It doesn't combo with Wireless Net Pavilion. Um, it does combo with Fall Guy though. So okay. Uh, yeah, it's just um corporatricion cards. So I mean, it looks like they're. Bring in some heat on the corpse for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, ban 419 bring back a bunch of power cards. Which makes sense, right? They were like, a lot of these cards were targeted around 419 being very good. So they're like, maybe we'll remove the problem child, bring back some of the power cards, and see what it does.
1: Yeah, that, we'll have to see. I mean, uh, in a month, we'll find out if the. Well, there won't be 419 at the top table, that's for sure. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean but. I know there's I know there's a lot of other competitive decks out there, so like they said I think they were banning it more because they wanted to kind of allow some more diversity in the meta.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> cool. And I guess the on the corp side of things, um the uh, the one big thing they didn't ban or unban was Cyberdecks Sandbox. I think that was uh they even dedicated like a full paragraph or two to explaining their reasoning on it. Uh, so this is the
0: 3-1 the upgrade that you can res and use like uh, instant speed to purge viruses?
1: No, it was the agenda, the four advancements, two points where if you you get to purge when you score it, and every time you purge, you get four credits.
0: Well, oh, the 4-2 agenda that gives you money. That yeah. agenda is awesome. I love that agenda. It is so cool. So, they, so people wanted them to ban it, huh?
1: I guess they even were, they even say in that paragraph on the ban list that they were testing it, gone. Uh, just And then they decided they they couldn't get rid of it because it would kind of unleash the virus decks, potentially.
0: Interesting. So I, I'm not super familiar with, like, what the standard meta is right now. Um, mm-hmm. And so... Uh, okay. Interesting. Sure.
1: I think Th- the big one is Virus Max. Okay. Especially with all the system gateway viruses they added like um botulus and, and tranquilizer and things like that oh cool people are playing tranquilizer in standard yeah because uh when you have hive mind you've got that one virus counter
0: oh my gosh instantly so you can de-rez. instantly
1: derez ice yeah oh my goodness
0: dude that's so cool i actually i gotta say tranquilizer is a super cool card i i really like it. Uh, I've really enjoyed it and it was one of the very first cards you actually ever showed me <laughs> i was like what is this this is super overpowered but uh it's cool because you get the D-res and they still have to pay to purge uh otherwise yep, exactly but but they can um there is this cool interaction where if it's if it's stacked up to like five counters um the it will derez at the start of the runner's next turn but like let's say it's the runner's turn and the runner runs you can still res the ice, and you know if they can't get exactly. through, the threat is still there. Um, and then on your next turn, still purge and keep your ice for a couple turns. So I think the timing on that worked out super well.
1: It just when you have a hive mind and ways to have extra counters, it goes from, okay, I've got one turn where I can purge after this run, to, oh no, you've just derezzed my... You know, eight to ten cost piece of ice. Oh, cool. So, but I guess we'll hop into the actual band cards. The big one, All right. I think, it was Project Vasheron, the HBID. I'm mean, sorry, the HB Agenda.
0: Uh Yeah. All right. So basically, it's it's one of the key players in the sports metal matchup because sports metal can win so fast. You know, within those four turns, it's very common for them to be able to slam out a win and so it just pulls one of those uh you know it's just a, it's it doesn't matter that the runner stole it uh situations
1: yeah and i think that was the idea just to try to slow down the speed of some of these the sports metal and the the okay. other idea precision design
0: so the new one so what it um so the the ban doesn't apply to startup still right
1: exactly yeah so i guess we should take a brief moment to say all these cards that might overlap so i think there's just only five now um and now including project factor on they're all legal in startup and the trick is if you have a startup deck and you're using a um a deck builder i think specifically netrunner db you need to make sure you set the ban list to casual because then you can Uh, include all the cards that might be banned in standard in your startup decks
0: yeah, because the deck builder automatically excludes Gold Farmer and Angram um, Flush, uh, I've noticed. Exactly. I actually, <laughs> I was doing deck building. I didn't even know those cards were there because I didn't know I had to do that. And so then somebody popped Goldfarmer on me. I was like, this would have been perfect for my NBN deck. What?
1: Exactly. Uh, the next one is the, maybe the one that's more controversial. They banned Personal Evolution and a Jiteki ID.
0: That is super duper spicy. Oh my gosh. Uh, so, okay. So PE is, (laughs) is banned. So this is interesting because PE is an identity. I mean, it doesn't feel like it's been the most competitive identity. There, there were definitely times, but I don't think during any of those times, it felt like personal evolution was the cause, you know, what was that worlds
1: 2017
0: right after honor and profit um they had a world was that a world's win with uh personal evolution
1: i wouldn't know i'm sorry
0: it was uh ah oh, it was real it was real nasty so the issue that they're saying here with personal evolution is that um it's kind of this like linchpin of creating these grindy decks and um And that's super interesting to hear that it's, uh, so there was another ID called Potential Unleashed, um, that said every time, every time you do at least one net damage, also mill a card off the runner's deck. And that was actually grindy. That was an actual mill deck that could very easily mill you, particularly with Kakugo, um, which does a net damage... Every time you pass it, and therefore milling a card, so that's two cards out of your deck. Um Every single time you pass this ice, unless you destroy it, even if you Inside Job, which was crazy, or Femme Fatale. Um, and then uh House of Knives uh, gives you three, three discards plus three mills. And so if you've got all three House of Knives, that is 18 cards that the runner is now doesn't have. And um then Kakugo, you know, maybe five, you know, encounters. That's uh, another... 10 cards so now your half your deck is gone over half of your deck is gone and that's not including all the other effects like Obakata protocol so that was a very grindy deck the goal was to mm. mill the runner and they banned it for that reason because it was too much uh but personal evolution is a little different it doesn't trigger nearly as often
1: yeah and i think they kind of uh had a another paragraph in their explanation that in order to raise the power level of Jinteki in general and kind of unlock some other cards that we'll talk about in a moment, they had to also turn off Personal ev- Evolution because, like, made that grindy deck a little too good.
0: Hmm. So Personal Evolution is is the center pillar holding up NPE P.E. There
1: you go, yeah.
0: Oh, no. Well, um, so what they did mention in the article was that uh, they kept testing a lot of different things, and all of them kind of ended up that way. So maybe that's our playtester group just is really interested in pursuing that type of thing. Uh, Who really knows? But they felt like the only way to really make sure that that doesn't happen is to get rid of P.E. And also bring back some other really key tools that they felt like Jinteki as a faction needed in order to succeed.
1: Yeah, and they, they also mentioned I think they all but say in the last sentence on the paragraph about Personal Evolution that they designed the next set that's coming out um, next early next year late this year, Borealis with Personal Evolution in mind. So it seems like this might be a temporary ban, which is another Kind of change, too. that. They often, I don't think, are planning on banning a card for just a very brief amount of time.
0: You're only you're only banned for worlds, and then after that, you're free again. Yeah, we're gonna. It's like uh, Ocean's Eleven or something. Yes, there you go. You're only in prison during the heist. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh no. All right. So what else do we got?
1: uh The two jinteki cards they unbanned were Kakugo. Uh, barrier Ice, and Shipman from Tenon.
0: Uh, Shipman from Tenon says, if the runner did not make a run last turn successfully, place two advancement counters on any card?
1: I think so, yep. That sounds correct to oh me. So this is uh, like a
0: fast advanced tool, or like, you know, a never advanced tool, a fast advanced tool. Yeah. Um, a really powerful card i remember it being like a, a key part of the jinteki decks even way back in uh what was it 2017 when we were playing in regionals uh that was right after it came out Place two advancement tokens on one card so yeah you can fast advance a three two or you can never advance a two four or i think the idea was people would play two of them to fast advance like a, a project nisei
1: mm-hmm. and then uh Kaku Go is the uh, barrier ice one strength four cost. When the runner passes KakuGo, you do net damage, and that's not a sub or team. You just take a net damage. You just and then take it take just has one sub,
0: and it's not yeah. even an on encounter effect. So, like you can't get around it with Inside Job, which is insane. Yep. Um, and I remember this comboing particularly well with Obakata Protocol, which I think is banned, uh, which says you have to pay for net damage to steal this agenda. Um so so Genteki as a faction has had lost all of its teeth and so they're trying to bring some back for everybody, but they knew PE would benefit the most so they so they put PE in the corner.
1: I guess so. And I think Obakata protocol is uh still on standard right now. I don't think it was oh, banned. Oh, okay. Interesting.
0: All right. That's cool. So, I mean.
1: Yeah. All right. So, what and, else do we got? Oh, no. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, oh, no. What I was going to just mention is that um, with Kakugo, kind of their main, one of the things they said is, hey, now your apocalypse, if you have it, you know, you you have to run all these oh, servers.
0: Oh, yeah. And if you
1: taking net damage, you might lose your event. So, it's like
0: kind of low-key apocalypse hate specifically because Jinteki is too weak to that. Yes. Huh. Interesting. Apocalypse yeah. is a card, and they're trying to balance around it. Very yeah. interesting stuff. Yeah. Yes.
1: Um, <laughs> I think we've had conversations save about that one this. For another one. <laughs> <laughs> another episode, Nathan. We'll save for that another conversation <laughs>
0: for later. I-, I like it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, there was another. Actually, they unbanned two IDs, one for NBN and one for Wayland. So the first one is Asmari EdTech, shaping the future.
0: So that's the one about uh you gain money when the runner plays a card that you name at the start of the turn.
1: It's, yeah, exactly. You at the I think it's specific timings at the end of your turn, you would say like operation or resource, sorry, event or resource, and then if they end up playing that. you said, you get money.
0: So I remember this playing a lot of, like, Rush decks, and I do remember specifically it comboing very well with Scarcity of Resources, but if I recall, they banned all currents, right?
1: I'll double check. Scarcity of Resources is currently uh, banned. That's correct. Okay. Um, So Scarcity of Resources,
0: it's a current that says all resources cost two more to install. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That card... Seriously, have nightmares about that freaking card. Um, and that comboed extremely well with Asmari. uh so they finally got rid of of um, got rid of the currents. They're bringing back Asmari. What do they have to say about this?
1: It looks like. I mean, this is also countered by Pad Tap, right? So I get let's keep that in mind, because if they get two credits, you get one credit. Okay, sure. So that's one interesting thing, and. It looks like uh oh no they are trying to just get more viable nbn decks out there is one of the main things they've lost some of their best ice so they're thinking that it's it was banned previously because it just had too many things that made it really oppressive like the current you mentioned some of their ice but oh, now it's missing some of those tools so i see it, it should be either be like a rush deck where you're funding all your your, your you know Your game plan, or it could also possibly be a glacier deck that's not as maybe on kill like um Acme is. So I know
0: people really like the ID because something that people just love about Netrunner is um the the way a deck plays at different levels of competition. And we see people like talk about this a lot, and they say things where you you try to predict what your opponent has or is going to play, people just really love because you get more value the more competitive the game becomes and the more kind of predictable the game becomes. Uh, so people are really kind of in love with that type of thing. Um, and so I could see why they want to they bring it back as long as it's not oppressive. Um, so that's cool.
1: Yeah, and the last one is uh, Gagarin' Deep Space, Expanding oh the Horizon. Wow. That is Maximum Spice.
0: From me, all right, so I actually, if I had to pick one ID, and this is gonna sound horrible, right? This is you're finally gonna reveal my dark history. I actually love Gagarin, that's like yeah. probably one of my favorite IDs. The moment it was printed, I just loved it. And I have to claim, I have to disclaim here, like it had nothing to do with like the whole museum thing, um, and the whole. Horizontal decks end up becoming super oppressive and people, you know, quitting the game in masses like that really wasn't what it was about I just really like IDs That just provide just like straight solid value in an interesting way uh, and and especially when they wax towards like my value play now becomes like um Decision-making, right? So if I run you out of cash now, you can't access my server anymore That type of thing really deeply appeals to me. And so I was hooked on Gagarin like the moment it was printed. Uh, And I was playing like corporate town, public, uh, what was it? It was the one that gives you a a victory point uh, after it ticks down for three. And just like so many cool, like interesting horizontal decks. And then it got super disgusting and horrifying. I remember there was that one... Asset that lets you, like, search your deck for an Alliance card and install oh, it as yeah. a single action. And then Museum gets shuffled into your deck as an Alliance card because you have other museums installed on the table. And so you'd play these these Gagarin horizontal decks that, like, you would trash half their cards and then they would end up recurring their entire deck back into the deck again. And it was gross. It was... It, it was... I mean, I... There have been some disgusting times in Netrunner, but that was the absolute worst. Uh, So that's what people think of when they think of Gurren.
1: Okay. uh, For posterity's sake, I want to uh, look at the calendar in this date moment. I want to file this away for our apocalypse discussion later. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. No, So, um,
0: but the issue is they banned a lot of the cards that were enabling yes. that right because they were overpowered cards like oh mm-hmm. my oh my gosh these cards shouldn't exist these alter netrunner in a fundamental way far too much so all of those are gone and they're bringing back a garden and i'm like i've heard people's takes that like it's um it's probably not going to be very competitive uh which you know I, I don't really know i'm not really following the competitive scene that much um, but I'm I'm totally excited I actually have my like 3D version that they gave for getting top 8 and it's got an Edward Kim on the other side and it's like holographic that I'm obviously never going to use since we only play yes. <laughs> online and we don't play standard uh, but that's, that's very spicy um, Gagarin has a lot of resentment kind of associated with it so yeah. I'm absolutely shocked that they're bringing it back, so that's that's super exciting. But I'm I personally I'm really happy. I, I loved Gagarin. I have I have no idea what's going to happen competitively, and I I don't, it'll, even, I don't care.
1: <laughs> it'll be really fun to to uh, kind of see what comes out of Worlds, and like you mentioned, we're not. These are our uneducated takes of the standard,
0: <laughs> for sure. I mean, I'm going to say this. Yep. All right, I'm going to say this. Oh, oh man, I might, I might. I don't know how, I don't know what this is going to cost me for saying it, but like, I don't un- I Gagarin might seem really strong, but like, how is controlling the message still in the game? I mean, I just, it, it's like, what, G- controlling the message is so strong, how is Gagarin too strong? I don't get it. All right, there we go. Now everyone can,
1: you got it out, you got it out. Everyone
0: can leave us comments. That's, yeah. I don't know. I've, I've, I've never liked C T M. not from, not
1: from day one, so.
0: And I never experienced
1: it, so... I never experienced the oppression.
0: You've got got nightmares I can tell you about. Now, Gagarin's got its own nightmares, too. That's
1: fair. Yeah. Well,
0: Well, they they did uh, actually say... They did actually specifically say, Hey, maybe we want to promote horizontal decks outside of CTM. So, you know, CTM does get the call out.
1: Yeah, and we'll be sure to link, link that article.
0: Great. So, those are some... Very spicy changes. So um, uh, so let's talk about kind of uh, Nisei's approach here. It is very interesting. So first, mm-hmm. so first of all, they, um, they have a lot of people testing these changes, right? And they said, like, for Personal Evolution, they tried lots of different things uh, before they kind of came to that conclusion. It really wasn't the one that they wanted. It was just kind of like the, the safety valve. You know, they're like, well, yes. we can't really make anything work because this seems to be the common element. So let's just get rid of it. Um, so they've got a lot of people kind of behind the scenes testing these changes ahead of time. And I do know that they actually published um, some example lists that the testers were testing with, uh, which is pretty exciting as well. Um, uh, so this is Nisei's approach, right? They're They're specifically banning and unbanning things to target the current meta four worlds, very specific and theoretically very dangerous, right? Like if you're like basically trying to kind of whack-a-mole, you know, the current issues, you're kind of admitting that, you know, like... The game isn't, like, theoretically, you know, permanently balanceable. Like, how do you feel about that?
1: You know, I guess I'm pretty okay with reacting to what's currently king or or queen uh, of the meta and trying to curate a fun, or I, I guess maybe another way to put it is just curate, like, just different deck style so there's not just one or two decks that are dominating and sometimes you have to have instead of just print like they're not going to be and i'm not saying ffg was successful they're just not producing cards fast enough right Hmm. so the way they're gonna change the meta sure they're gonna alter everything um continentals was a few months ago and their previous list didn't really put the brakes on you know sports metal or pd Hmm. so I think that's why they're like, okay, we didn't go far enough. Now let's hit Project Vashon. We have to do this to slow down this deck.
0: Sure, sure. Uh, Yeah, I do. I do remember hearing a little bit about that. So um, also, I actually really like the idea, you know, balance is hard. And I think a lot of times, you know, we ban cards to nerf specific decks ultimately at the end of the day i mean that's that's what it is a smart ban is is a ban to target against a specific deck right you don't just ban like randomly like i think this card is overpowered like people get really angry they're like why didn't you ban the overpowered decks oh my gosh um so as they're doing that um and as they're banning cards you know as the, as the meta shifts relative to bans i think it's very appropriate to unban cards and you know, discover that like, you know what? okay, we thought this was the boogeyman, but actually, maybe it was a combination of all these things, and let's we'll bring back this one. Maybe it's totally fine now. Uh, and I think that's uh, I think it's actually kind of healthy to admit that, at the very least, like maybe that's not the best thing yes. to do all the time, but just admitting that like, yes, unbanning things is okay, uh, because maybe, you know, between cards A and B, we said card A, and then we got rid of B, so card A is fine now
1: yeah i know and i also think that uh it was really cool that they published those playtest decks even though they might not be fully optimized because that kind of levels the playing field too oh Um, yeah then you don't have to restrict who can play like i i feel like the, the community even though we're global right there's still only so many netrunner players and if you Like, you want to keep incentivizing people to playtest, you need to let them play in fun events.
0: So the concern is the people who were doing playtesting ahead of time had a competitive advantage. And so the compromise is that they publish the decks that they had been working on so that they're allowed to play competitively because then they'll have less of an advantage.
1: Yeah, and I think it's just a spirit of fairness thing too. And I, I think most of the decks are on Netrunner DB right now. Um so if you go ahead and look at them, they do even have write ups. It's not just like wow. here's this deck, figure out what to do with it. It's like here's this <laughs> ten paragraphs on what went well, why this is weak, different things like that. Wow, that's great. All right. Well that's I, I definitely understand the reasoning
0: behind that a lot more. I think that I think that makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of, I think it's uh, the right move, no matter what, you know, how you feel on that. Um, And I guess we should also plug Worlds, right? Uh, It's coming up in November, uh, less than a month away. Uh, Looks like it's the 19th, 20th, and 21st, and they have different times to, you can qualify. Um, So that way, on a Friday or on Saturday, and then they have a cut on Sunday and like anyone can
0: join right so you don't have to like win a regionals or anything like that and it's online so it's like they're trying to just get everybody everybody that they can try to make it as much fun as possible
1: yeah and they and they pretty extensively broke everything down like time wise sort of what they expect rounds to be so if you have the time um and can dedicate the time you know you're not going to have to qualify like in other kinds of card games right
0: Cool. That's awesome. I mean, I have definitely been out of Standard for quite a while. I don't really know what's going on, so I'm not particularly interested in participating, but I would really like to watch uh, any kind of streaming that they have going on. I think that would be really fun. It's always fun to watch Netrunner, you know?
1: Yes. And, you know, if you do want to dip your toes in the water, even if you're not the most experienced player, you might have to suffer through a round or two, but you will eventually, because of Swiss tournaments play people that are sort that have similar records to you right so you might kind of you could you know win a game and then get absolutely crushed for a few rounds but you will start playing against people your skill level you'll have fun
0: i do remember playing at regionals it was really weird because the first couple rounds like uh round one the opponent was like just like a normal guy uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes it was a super competitive player, but a lot of times it was someone just like me, and then we'd have a really close game, and then round two, because I had a win, I would just get destroyed Yes. <laughs> by someone who's like, I'm working I'm working my way up to first, and then round three, I would just be against just a person who's just like, look, man, I, I'm not doing well, let's just have a good time, and it would just be amazing. We would have a great time, uh, and it was always super fun.
1: Yeah, and I You know, there's always people that might be upset or um, take it really seriously. But I've been very pleasantly surprised just how good the Netrunner community is. Even on Jinteki.net, you know, you just might have a random stranger. They have no idea who you are. You can have a pleasant conversation after the game. So I expect worlds to be pretty similar, right? You'll have friendly people. So don't be afraid if you're kind of maybe only slightly familiar to try it out.
0: Just go for it. Just uh, copy one of the best decks and then just go win Worlds. That's what Dan D does. There you go. At least that's that's what I've been told. Cool. Alright. Well, that's pretty exciting. Uh, So Worlds is coming up. That's super exciting. And then right after that, we have Borealis coming out.
1: I know. We we don't have any official news yet, but I expect it'll be dropping post Worlds, you know, within a month or so around the holiday season if you are into that sort of thing or definitely by beginning of 2022 if they're a little bit delayed
0: sometime in the it has to be during the winter it can't be spring
1: that's right otherwise (laughs) like you know it's it it is the north pole right
0: (laughs) cool all right well geez that was a lot of standard so what what, 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 what else are we even doing what have we been doing for the last month
1: well we've been messing around with a few decks and i've been uh playing in the uh green level clearance discord startup tournament which is it's not really a tournament it's sort of like an organized play where it is swiss but there's no prizes it resets every month or so um to just kind of schedule a game to play with someone
0: sure and uh like what's like what's the competitive level of people there are they playing like super super good decks or what
1: I think it varies. Um, I've played against some really competitive decks. I've played against people that are pretty new, and I think everyone's pretty open and, and cheerful. Uh, but you know, you do. It is a Swiss event, so as you go along, I definitely noticed as I won a few games. Okay, this is definitely a lot more close and a lot more exciting. Um, mm. And it's been a lot of fun. And at towards the end of last month. I had a really fantastic game with a uh, a German player by the name of uh Etch, I think is what he goes by. Itch. And uh and uh he uh actually recorded our um our game and I was chatting with him afterwards and he actually has a YouTube channel where he has been recording a bunch of his startup games and then just sort of comment giving himself commentary and what he did wrong, what his opponent might have done wrong. Oh, that's so I thought awesome. that was really neat. Yeah. He talks about my Juteki deck the game and he was running a really interesting Quetzal deck where just all on the Stargate R&D pressure train.
0: Oh man, that sounds familiar.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, sort of similar to yours. Wow, that's uh, cool. You're tickling with. And then uh yeah, it, it sounds like he's interested in uh doing maybe some learn to play videos and also really excited about the Borealis changes that are coming. So I definitely check out the video we link in the show notes and uh stay around to the end of his video.
0: Uh, and how's it spelled? He uh, He's German, right? Itch?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: A-T-S-C-H uh, with an umlaut.
1: That's correct. Yep. Cool. Yeah, he was a very really pleasant guy. Really awesome. And I really enjoyed talking with him and after the game. so And I've played a few more games after that. Um, you know, he's being reset the tournament. So um, definitely check out that at Green Level Clearance. It's, it's a really new player-friendly event. Um, People can be added and dropped at pretty much almost at will. Just you have to let them know. Uh, So really casual, really fun.
0: They basically just run like five rounds, and then they just restart. And you know, anyone can join and leave at any time, basically.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's been really great.
0: That's awesome. That's a real great way to just like get in and meet people, you know?
1: Yeah, and, and the way I thought about it, it's kind of like one game I'm pretty much guaranteed to get every week, and sometimes, you know. With work and life, that's that's kind of all you can get in
0: that sure. week. Sure, that's awesome, and you get to meet people. And, you know, it's always really fun to meet people.
1: Yeah, kind of building off of uh, what we were talking about with the worlds is just—it's all about the community. And definitely, I feel like people are really friendly. And um, you always post, you know, the results of the games uh, in kind of a thread. And most of the people are like, that was an awesome game or, you know, I got swept, but it was really close. And so you could just tell people are having fun and, you know, there's no stakes. So it's great. That's awesome. One of the things I
0: really loved about Netrunner, always from the very beginning of when I very first started playing until the very end. And maybe this was just localized to my experience because we had a really small meta, but like everybody who just plays the game or even shows some interest was just so valuable you know we were so starved for people that we were always just happy to have anybody just come and play even if they had no idea what they were doing and you know try to make them have as as fun of a time as possible and because of that we had a lot of people who just really liked hanging out with us and we had an awesome group of people playing and I feel like Netrunner in general has been that way for me and maybe that's just because uh, you know, it's so small, it kind of, every single person is so valuable that, you know, you really can't, the community can't afford for people not to be nice to each other. I mean, I'm I'm sure there probably are people who aren't nice to each other, but um, I loved that about Netrunner, you know, and you don't get that with bigger games, you know, where there's a lot of people playing, coming all and going all the time, you know, and so people can just be rude to each other. I, I, I really just uh i really dislike that when you know people don't value the other people like the people you play with are, are necessary for you to enjoy the game you can't have a game without having players so uh it's it's really important to like cherish them even if you know they beat you
1: <laughs> yeah no it's not all about winning right it's about the enjoyment like you can't have won without uh playing with that other person right and sometimes you win some and sometimes you lose some but it's about the friends we made along the way david
0: that's right i actually uh in particular uh you know after after i had kind of won a couple store tournaments and i had kind of been like okay cool i get it i i'm i'm i know what i'm doing with this game like great i don't i don't need to to win anymore you know like if I'm playing against a new person and they beat me, like that is awesome. I love that. Awesome. They're going to love that they beat me. I'm happy that they're going to love that they beat me because uh because it's good it's great for them, right? And and if it's great for them, it's great for me because cuz we want people to play this game and and I want people to enjoy this game as much as I do. Um so I was always really like totally happy if i i remember one time um we were playing against a very new player he had actually just bought a collection and he had made a little starter deck with gabe and Crypsis. and it wasn't very good it was a really bad deck and he was doing really poorly and he wasn't making any runs and i was just jamming along with my hp deck and he made one run the whole game and it was a legwork on HQ, and he actually oh no. stole seven points.
1: <laughs> that's amazing. And
0: I was like, oh my gosh, I can't <laughs> believe it. That's so awesome. I didn't say, you got so lucky, or at least I hope I didn't. Please, I, you know, I don't know if he remembers yeah. it or not, but uh, let's hope that's not what I said. But I was so I was like, that is awesome. That can totally happen in Nitrunner.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. And
0: that's great, right? You should feel awesome. That should make you, winning makes you want to play the game more. Um and so it's it's really important uh that people can get wins, and I totally love that
1: exactly and and I think even in on Genteki where you're playing online, just a little bit of courtesy, you know bad, I didn't expect to lose, but good game, you know it's it we just your deck is awesome, like sometimes you know people's deck doesn't work the way they expect, but you can kind of tell the bones are there, it's oh, like oh
0: man. That's my Um, favorite too. When you're like, I see what you're going for and I love it. And and it it just needs to just click a little more and it'll be awesome.
1: Yeah, And I think that's the other part of like net decking and sharing ideas. Like there's a definitely a competitive thing. We know we started, talked about standard where, uh, but I also like, hey, that was a really cool deck. Can you share it with me? Can I, can I, can you show me the cool ideas you had and share it with me? Generally, as long as it's not I feel like at startup everyone's been willing to share their stuff and vice versa. So it's been great.
0: I don't think I've ever had a person actually true true story in my entire history of Never, I don't think I've ever had a person not give me their deck if I asked for it. Yeah. It's all, no one's ever been like, No, it's a secret. Uh, although I've never like asked in the middle of a tournament, I guess. But of
1: course, uh... I think that's that's totally different. But like if you're playing online or playing against a random person in the middle of the week, they're probably going to explain what's going on and the cool ideas they've got because people, people, it brings them joy, right? We're all playing this game together. So,
0: right. Totally. You know, and you're like, somebody asks you like, what was your thinking behind this? You want to share it with them. So I love that, man. That's one of the coolest things about card games, actually, you
1: know, is yeah. that
0: people are so excited to share their ideas. They're excited. Someone else is interested in their ideas and Netrunner especially.
1: Well, I, speaking of that, uh, you were playing a Steve deck over the last month or so, right? That we were kind of playing some games against each other and and testing it out. Right. That's true.
0: And I, I definitely have some ideas, but we're actually running really close on time. So here's what I think we should do. Uh, We could definitely talk about um, Steve deck ideas next time. And we should probably call this one.
1: Sounds great. This was a lot of fun. I, It was kind of nice to dip our toes into the the bigger pool so to speak uh even though we uh are typically a startup only right now
0: that's true i mean startup startup's a great way to get your toes in there but i guess eventually we're gonna get you know we're gonna get bored with the limited card pool although not with borealis coming up we're gonna have a whole bunch of exciting stuff to dig in and it'll hold us off of standard at least a little bit longer right (laughs) that's right
1: that's right i love it
0: All right, Steve. Well, this has been a great episode. We talked about standard the whole time. Oh, my gosh. What?
1: Oh, my gosh, yeah. People
0: won't even recognize us.
1: No. Unsubscribing. Unsubscribe. (laughs) Oh, my (laughs)
0: goodness. Here comes the hate mail. All right, everybody. Uh, Well, if you've made it this far, we really appreciate it. Thanks for sticking around, and we'll see you all next time, probably on the other side of worlds.
1: Yes. Awesome. Have a good night, guys. Bye.